You are listening to the QSR Web Podcast. Hello and welcome back everybody to the QSR Web Podcast. I'm QSR Web Editor Shelley Whitehead. And today we quite literally have the scoop, as in chicken salad scoops and chicken salad chick. That's because the brand's president and CEO, Scott Debiney, is joining us today to talk about the infinite ways the chain blends chicken and other great stuff into something phenomenal. But first, the food safety company that actually just awarded Chicken Salad Chick an honorable mention in this year's Top 100 Movers and Shakers Excellence in Food Safety Awards, Steratech, stops by to relay what really forms the backbone of a great food safety program and how your brand might net one of the firm's food safety recognitions next year for the work that you're doing right now. Stick around. Steratech CEO Doug Sutton is next. Are you ready to join other best-in-class brands in setting the standard of excellence when it comes to food safety? Steratech, the premier provider of food safety assessments, can help you make sure your food safety program is making an impact. Learn more about Steratech's services to protect and enhance your brand at Steratech.com. S-T-E-R-I-T-E-C-H.com. Okay, we are back, and you know, just about everyone listening is acutely aware of the toll a food safety breach can take on any restaurant brand. So it's likely then your ears will perk up when I tell you that food safety market leader Sterichek is in the house for today's podcast to take some questions about this critically important topic. Annually, Sterichek performs more than 250,000 food safety and operational assessments of QSR, fast casual, and other types of restaurant brands to help them mitigate risk and drive growth through this very important foundational aspect to creating a strong restaurant and customer experience. So then, without further ado, please welcome Steratech President Doug Sutton to the podcast. Welcome, Doug. Hi, Shelley. Great to have you. We're just coming off the presentation uh, late last month of our sister site, Fast Casual's Top 100 Movers and Shakers Excellence in Food Safety Awards. And this year, it was presented to five guys with honorable mentions going to Vitality Bowls and Chicken Salad Chick, who will be with us later in the show today. But I know a lot of restaurant operators have been asking you at Steratech what it takes to win. So please, relay some of that criteria. You know, Shelley, more than winning, it's really the value of doing the right thing every day for the customers and the brands. Um, The criteria that we have for this award is based on and is measured against what we've determined are seven pillars that make for a really strong food safety culture, which I think is so important. Uh, to the success of all of these restaurant brands. So the first is senior leadership commitment. You know, there has to be commitment from senior leaders to get everyone across the organization invested in food safety. The second pillar is what we call ongoing communications. And these are efforts that are formalized uh, in a communication process that talks about what food safety is and why it's important. Third pillar that we've defined is Uh, having very clear standards and procedures 
And these set expectations of how things should be handled and the way things should be done. The fourth, of course, is training. We think that there should be a very robust training and, and a comprehensive program that is ongoing for the folks who are so uh, instrumental to managing food safety and in a way that uh, is reinforced over time. The fifth pillar is highly visible and socialized KPIs, key performance indicators, uh, and a scorecard that socializes that information so everyone knows exactly what is being measured and why. The sixth pillar is, of course, an oversight program. That can be an internal uh, or an external program, uh, but it needs to hold and measure your organization against the set of expectations that are defined for good food safety. And then finally, the seventh pillar is what we call positive recognition. And we really believe that um, there should be positive recognition that celebrates good food safety and not what we see so often is just penalties and, and, uh, and punishment for those who are non-compliant. And we see these as the seven pillars that obviously if they're embraced and done well, uh, they will lead to outstanding results, uh, not only in food safety, but we think uh, in the overall operation as well. I love that because, um, you know, it's like if anyone is missing, you can kind of see where the whole thing falls down or gets weak, at least. I wrote all those down because it's really a well-thought-out program, you know. Um, it, to the winners this year of the Food Safety Award, I want to again congratulate them because it's really a great honor because food safety is such a serious subject, particularly since one of, what is it, one of six Americans are sickened by foodborne illness annually. So, Doug, in addition to the great public health benefit, what do restaurant brands get from having a strong food safety culture? Shelly, I think that uh, a really strong food safety culture uh, not only improves the understanding that the employees in the operations have of the risks, but I think they then have a much better appreciation for the need to address and mitigate those risks. And ultimately, as they build this habit and discipline, uh, I think it helps them build a better discipline across their entire operation. Uh, and it's, it's, it's uh, contagious in a very good way uh, to help drive better customer experience because the operation is focused and disciplined in ways that go beyond just simply great food safety. I imagine it's kind of contagious too, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is contagious in a very good way. In a very good way, yes, we have to say that. Um, all right, for all those in the audience making plans to enter next year's Excellence in Food Safety Awards, tell us what will make them stand out and how do they enter? So nominations for the uh, Excellence in Food Safety Award will open uh, alongside the top 100 Movers and Shakers Awards that get announced in early 2020. And so be on the lookout for the nominations process. And that will include 
really a series of questions to pre-screen candidates. And from there, what we do is get an independent consultant that conducts an in-depth interview with the finalists. Uh, and they really probe for what they're doing in those areas of the seven pillars that we just defined. And, and this helps us really appreciate and understand uh, how much they're invested in each of those areas and how that combines to give them uh, an excellent food safety culture. You know, as far as standing out, uh, we really love to see uh, the, the depth of what is going on and the creativity, uh, which of course reflects the commitments in those seven areas. And ultimately, uh, we'd like to hear about the effectiveness of the program. So if they're measuring it and uh, if they are tracking the positive results, those certainly are uh, terrific indicators of a successful, effective program. So Wonderful. to start assessing whether, yeah, you know, to start where assessing their culture is today, uh, they don't have to wait until the nomination process. They can actually go to um, uh, a website that, that we've made available called foodsafetyculture.stereotech.com. And uh, they can answer some questions and get an initial uh, understanding of uh, where their gaps may be, where their opportunities could be, and where their strengths may be in the program and the approach that they're taking today. It really is a badge of honor, you know, um, for, for particularly for these three this year, the two honorable mentions and five guys. So um, it's something worth shooting for. I want to thank you very much for the great information on what is quite literally a potentially life-saving subject, Doug. And to our listeners, please stay put, because as we mentioned, an Honorable Mention Award winner in Stereotech's Excellence in Food Safety Awards this year is up next when Chicken Salad Chick co-founder Scott Deviney joins us next. Stereotech, the leading provider of food safety assessments, knows that a culture of food safety leads to better results for your business. Visit foodsafetyculture.stereotech.com to see how your brand measures up. That's foodsafetyculture.stereotech.com for a free gap assessment of your food safety culture. Okay, and now we're back this time with a scoop of chicken salad and a southern born and bred chain that has certainly made the lowly ice cream scoop of poultry, blended with other goodies, quite a claim to fame. We are, of course, talking about Chicken Salad Chick here today in the form of one of its leaders, CEO Scott Deveni. Welcome, Scott. Delighted you're here with us today. Well, thank you, Shelley. Thanks for having me. Well, our absolute pleasure. Now, this brand has been on quite a tear, hasn't it, with something like 26 stores opened last year and I guess about that many on tap for this year, correct? Or, or more. We have been on a fun tear. We opened 26 restaurants last year, and this year we will open 45. Holy cow. You're a busy person. <laughs> well, explaining, uh, explaining why you're in that hotel lobby right now, right? Exactly. The, <laughs> what I would also say is our franchise owners have been pretty busy, too, because they're the ones opening um, 
30 something of those 40 something restaurants, uh, the rest of them will be company stores. I see. So this is still is a relatively young brand though, as QSRs go. And, and you've just been with it for the past three years when a lot of that growth for chicken salad chicks current, I think 115 locations has happened. Mm-hmm. So then just generally, what was your growth strategy? And, you know, when you signed on with the brand and how closely have you followed that original plan? Well, and I'll take you a step back. The company started uh, in 2008 with Kevin and Stacy Brown opening their first restaurant. And they grew to a couple of restaurants in the Auburn, Alabama area. In 2012, they were approached so much for, from their best customers to be franchisees, they started franchising. And they, they sold the first franchise in 2012. And then in late 2012, the first franchise restaurant opened. And they were off and running. Um, Kevin was diagnosed with cancer um, in 2013. I met him in 2014, and they were on a very tremendous growth pattern at that point. They had gone, gone from you know, just a couple of restaurants in 12 to then 2015 when we um, purchased the company, uh, there were 32 restaurants. So that was May 1st, 2015. And today, you're right, we, we keep opening at a torrid pace. So we'll, we actually are at 120 today because we've opened a couple in the last uh, couple of weeks. No kidding. When, we, when I took over, the first thing was take a step back and pause for a minute because there had been so much growth. We wanted to take a step back and say, okay, what makes a successful franchisee or franchise owner of Chicken Salad Chick? And what makes, makes a successful location work? Or you know, what, what's the right operational strategy? Or, or you know, what's the right POS system? And all those things that you would ask when you first take over. And so we did take the step back and paused for a second, believe it or not, and said, let's make sure that we're on the right path and building the right foundation for growth. And then once we started um, seeing the characteristics and traits that make successful franchise owners and what works for real estate sites and what, what works well for the people that we hire to run our company stores, that's when we were really able to hit the gas pedal. And so that, that's where we get to 26 restaurants open last year. And we, re, we have been building the team really to get to to the point where we could open about 50 a year uh, with the team that we have. And that's kind of where we are now with the 45 we'll get to this year. Wow. Um, So it's interesting that pause, step back and evaluate what's making the chain go round. Uh, That uh, that's interesting to set your strategy. You know, two of the things I think, are really kind of glorious about Chicken Salad Chick or the brand's kind of birth story, as you mentioned, in the very resolute mind of Stacy Brown, as well as its menu simplicity, revolving around all the brand's renditions of that little scoop of chicken salad. So how important is that birth story and menu simplicity in the chain's path into the future, and why? It is the core of what we do, Shelley. And I'll tell you, the, the two things you just mentioned are really important. That one is the the simplicity of the chicken salad. So Stacy was a chicken salad connoisseur. She would always uh, order it whenever she was out. When she started making it, you know, she wanted the perfect recipe where she would take it to someone and give them a taste of it. And until she got to the point where that person who tasted it 
their eyes would roll back in their head and say, oh, my gosh, that's the best chicken salad. That's when she <laughs> knew she had the recipe. Right. And so what, what then she started mixing up different flavors. She knew her neighbor down the street really liked the one that was buffalo and her neighbor down the street liked fruits and nuts. So she created these and then eventually named all of those scoops, the different flavors after real people. So there's this real connection that people have to our brand because they have a, a an aunt named Nancy who's very fancy. So, you know, they are attracted to the fancy Nancy recipe, which has the apples and the grapes and the pecans. So there's this real story. And for us, we wanted to keep that. We didn't want anything to, to take us away from that story because people have this direct um, relationship to that story. And so that was vital for us to stay true to the, to the story and to the core. And in the same light, keeping the simple simplicity of the menu um, much as it is today, as it was then. And part of that is, I think, led to our success. We aren't trying to be all things to all people. We don't have fryers in our restaurants. We don't have grills in our restaurants. We make chicken salad and we're going to make the best chicken salad you've ever eaten. But that is our mission. We do not want to ever mess that up. We want to take care of the guests, serve you with a smile, serve you with like you walked into our house. And that's part of the recipe. Come in. We can love on you and take care of you. We're going to serve you quickly. Great chicken salad. Uh, that's delightful. I, I, I also want to really stop and congratulate you and your entire team here on your placement in this year's list of top 100 movers and shakers, but also to give you really big kudos for netting an honorable mention in the event's Excellence in Food Safety Award. How'd you make both of those honors happen? I don't know. It's hard to do that in one year, isn't it? To be fast growing and conscientious on food safety are um, mutually exclusive, but also they do work hand in hand for our brand. We, we were equally proud of both. I will tell you that we spend a lot of time talking about food safety. We do get raw chicken in and it's not frozen, it's fresh. So we have to be extremely mindful of our chicken procedures and all of our food safety handling procedures. And Jim Thompson, who's our VP of operations, along with Patty Evanowski, our director of training, they've worked very, very closely with um, Sterotech to come up with the right way to monitor all of our restaurants to make sure that all of our food handling is exactly the right way. We don't have any mishandling of chicken or any of our food. And that as long as we do that and keep the basically the public safety in mind that we know we're going to be in good shape and we have all those. So we were extremely proud of that. We worked very, very closely with Sterotech. And I mean, that was just a great honor, but even being considered one of the top 100, I know Shara said on her um, interview with you recently that they get six or 700 different companies that nominate for this thing to be in the top 100 says something to be in the top 25. That's a, just a huge success for us. You know, and speaking of big things, I'm seeing a lot of growth going on in the great state of Texas for this brand, as well as, incidentally, my home, Arco, of Ohio. What's so attractive about these two very different parts of the nation to chicken salad chicken? Well, Shelly, it's actually, you have to take it a step further backwards and say, why Texas and Ohio, which we're extremely excited about. Texas, I think we're going to open 11 restaurants this year and Ohio four or five restaurants. So we're excited about both of those states. But really, the starting point is a step backwards. 
And I, I'm a big believer in uh, growth through concentric circles. And so we don't want to jump states to open in another state. We love to have the brand recognition. We love to have the guest demand for the chicken salad chick to come to their market. So as we've penetrated concentric circle growth and grown state by state, the next states for us to then go into would be Texas to the west and Ohio to the north. Um, and we've had a great successful opening in Kentucky. We've had great demand in Lexington. It was our 100th restaurant, by the way, but that's, that was great. And that just means that demand starts to hit for Ohio. So we had franchise owner requests for Ohio. We finally we found a couple that would just fit the brand culturally that were great. And so they'll open up next week in Westerville, Ohio, and we're just thrilled to be there. And Texas is a very similar story. We just we had more and more demand because we were having openings in Mississippi and Louisiana, and then it just made sense for Texas to be next. And we're we're excited about being there. That's interesting. That concentric circle uh, growth it, it kind of builds out of the core, so to speak. That's right. Well, I'm wondering, before I let you get away here today, and this is kind of a big question, what has Chicken Salad Chick got up its sleeve in the way of new menu items or variations of the scoop in the year ahead? And is there any possibility of a vegetarian or vegan chicken salad option anytime soon? Oh, Shelley, good questions. Um, We... We do have a couple of things that are vegetarian, vegan different, but we do have some vegetarian option with pimento cheese and spicy pimento cheese. Um, Those are big sellers. We make everything from scratch, so including those. Um, But the true vegan, um, we have not tackled that one yet, although it's on our list of things to think about. But I would tell you, we would probably think about possibly a mayo-less chicken salad first. So maybe we would come up with something that um, use a different binding agent instead of mayonnaise. And, and that could be a, something that is in the drawing board now. And, and that's probably more likely than a true vegan dish. But we also have um, soups, fresh fruit, broccoli salad and grape salad. So all these other side dishes in addition to the chicken salad, uh, plus egg salad and pimento cheese and spicy pimento cheese. The other thing I would tell you that that we love doing is limited time only chicken salad flavors. If you think about chicken salad, it's a great um, palette to give you different um, flavor profiles. So just like a burger, you add different toppings and it changes it a little bit. Or pizza, chicken salad is the same way. So we, we can have fun adding different ingredients, just like our core menu of 12 different flavors. We get to have all the fun stuff now. We have tarragon Dijon as a limited time only flavor. We just did a curry chicken salad uh, last quarter as a different limited time only. So that's what we spend a lot of time on coming up with new and inventive flavors that are pretty bold that would uh, satisfy the guest cravings, but still tinker with things like a mayo list or um, different LTOs. Why uh, this? Why the attraction to the managed list or mayo list? Well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's, you know, it's funny. Most of the time when a large group of people, let's say eight or 10 people are going to go to lunch, you might have one of those eight or 10 that is just doesn't like mayonnaise, doesn't want to go to a chicken salad chick because of mayonnaise. So we have to think of something that can get um, that person over the hurdle. We do have turkey sandwiches and things like that, again, with the soups and salads, but we still need something that gives that guest 
the thought of the chicken salad that doesn't like the mayonnaise. And if we can come up with the perfect recipe again, you want the taste to roll back in your, the, the eyes to roll back in your head because the taste is so great. So you want that same feeling. So you have to come up with the right recipe to give you that mayo-less that would still satisfy that large group that want to come eat. You know, I'd never thought about it before, but that's exactly right. Um, there is, my daughter's one of them, can't stand mayonnaise, and it would be a deal breaker for her. So that's really interesting. I appreciate you explaining that, and I love pimento cheese. So. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say we need to get your daughter to try it because a lot of people that don't like mayonnaise will try it. And it's amazing how many we've converted to chicken salad chick fans, even though they say they don't like mayonnaise just because they try it. And it's not an overwhelming mayonnaise flavor. It's just the great uh, binding agent that, that is there. We'll have to try get her to try some. Uh, I will work on it. I will work on it. Uh, thank you so much for stopping in to talk about this wonderful company and its unique approach to the restaurant business. I wish you nothing but continued success. Well, Shelly, thank you for having me. And thanks for talking to a little chicken salad chick today. It was fun. And, and you win my award for talking in the uh, lobby of a hotel. <laughs> And, and, and staying on subject because I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Shelly.